Hello everyone and welcome back once again to episode 16 of the Friends Are Far Out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, and I'm joined by the incomparable M. Incomparable? That's so nice. Hello everyone. We are also joined this week by a returning special guest, Dougie. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's Dougie. Friends Are Far Out is, of course, a gaming podcast for all of those who enjoy gaming and spending time with friends, whether they're children, anxious adults, or somewhere in between. Em, how does this week find you? A little tired? A <laughs> little tired? Uh... <laughs> I know the answer to this question, so that's why I decided to lead with it. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Um... This is a circle of the inferno that I there you go that I didn't think was possible to reach. <laughs> nope. And Turns out Dante didn't have it totally sorted out. There were other levels. Um. Yeah, yeah. A a, yeah. a child did ask me though. Um, okay. As a serious question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what pears tasted like? Always an interesting question. Uh, how did you answer what pears I had, taste like? First I asked, have you never eaten a pear? Um, it was actually a few children. Which I'm hoping the answer was yes. I've never had a pear. Right? They've never had a pear. That's I was actually on a, a mock. They were putting me on a mock job interview. Oh, okay. Um, to be an engineer. And I said, okay, what kind of questions would you ask an engineer? Mm-hmm. And the first question they came up with was, what do pears taste like? Okay. Okay. So I asked, have you ever eaten a pear? And they said no. So this is something you don't normally have to think about. <laughs> No, that's not on the list. So I said, it's sweeter than an apple when it's okay. ripe. It's softer mm-hmm. than an apple when it's ripe. But when it's not ripe, it's hard and it's sour. Okay. All right. I feel like you did a pretty good job there. So. Um, I, I feel like I associate grittiness with pears. I don't know if that's I, just I, I told have not them, had a good I told pear. them it was... It was I used the word mealy, and I said that's kind of like if you get a bad pear, it's kind of like sandy. Sandy, yeah, that's that's definitely what I would go with. Now, I have been asked similar questions over the years by different children that I've encountered. Well, they'll say something like that, and I often respond with, yes, that's fine. Just um, describe the color purple. And then they're... Uh, completely confused on that. And I said, that's the exact same thing. I can't describe something to you you've never had. If I were trying to describe color to someone who had never seen color, that would be extremely difficult, right? Because it's just something we sort of observe. So (laughs) I was like, when it has a unique taste, it can sometimes be tough to talk about what it tastes like if it's sort of unique. But I think you did a great job. A five-year-old today um, Mm -hmm. told me that... It would be very bad if there was a fire and you were stuck in an elevator. You know what? That's right. That's true. I can't argue with that. In a very, very creepy voice. Oh. 
And I said, how did you know that? And he said, I saw it. Oh, well, that's a little disturbing. I was thinking maybe there was a sign outside the elevator that said, like, use the stairs. And maybe, yes. You know, something like that. So uh, <laughs> that 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 was how my week went. Um, pretty much children uh, asking strange and sometimes giving creepy, creepy. Children can be extraordinarily creepy. I was an extraordinarily creepy child. Um, yeah. So I mean, it that, that I mean that's it then. Yeah, it happens. It sure does happen. It checks out. How was your week? Yep. You know, mine was pretty good. Um, I'm getting ready to go on vacation, so I'm starting to get ready for that. Uh, so that's pretty exciting, and uh, you know, sort of entered the tail end of the summer here, where I try to relax a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm feeling like. Uh, it's a time I'm sort of sort of decompressing, getting ready for vacation. That's that's where I'm at. And what about you, Dougie? How was your week? Uh, I made a lot of pizza, which was which was nice, and people seem to enjoy that. I'm mm-hmm. making a lot of pizza. It it tastes better than flavorless cardboard. I hear. I have heard that on the Friends of Far Out podcast. That's like a meta joke. Yeah, it's deep. It's only for the the deep listeners who have been listening the whole time. The lore. Yeah. Lore. Don't worry. I'm sure they'll get it again when we include that as the uh, the commercial this time around too. So <laughs> I feel like that's I feel like that's in. Um, so stay tuned for that, folks. Yeah. What else did I do? I uh, I went to go see a bucket list band um, in New York City yesterday. Incredible. Uh, Who'd you see? Which was great. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. And who did you go with? My father, <laughs> which was That's really super cool. cool. Yeah. Now, is that type of music his jam, or was he going uh, for you? Or he it enjoys that, too? It's certainly more his jam than mine. That was uh, oh, okay. the first like Rage Against the Machine album. I remember being a little, little, little kid whenever that came out. Um, and, uh, listening to it when I was really little. And, uh, so it, it was like nostalgic for me to listen to a lot of those songs live. It was really oh, cool, so. that's very cool. Yeah. All right. And, and do they put on a good live show? I know you've seen a lot of live music. Yeah, it was, it was really great. Um, the, the vocalist of Rage Against the Machine like broke his foot. So he was kind of, he was sitting on what looked like some sort of, um, uh, like a some stool yeah something I don't, I don't really know it was it was kind of makeshift he was sitting in the middle of the of the uh, stage but he was like rocking out and I guess he messed up his foot and they have to like cancel the rest of the tour when they leave Madison Square Garden uh, so oh my I goodness like fortunate enough to see them before uh, before they had to cancel the rest of their tour it was really cool it was all right very cool that he... yeah it yeah awesome. it's cool he got in there all right awesome all right well it is time to get the show going, and we are going to start where we start every time, and that is by taking a dip into the bargain bin. So, M, why don't you get us started? What is our first entry in the bargain bin? I know it's a game that we have both enjoyed. What do we got? We've enjoyed this. We've talked about it. Uh, I highly, highly recommend it. It is Carto, C-A-R-T-O, like cartography. 
Mm-hmm. Carto is on sale um, for a couple weeks, right? Two weeks, at least, uh, for $9.99. By the time this episode comes out, I'm not sure how much time will be left on the sale, but at least a week left. At least yeah. a week left. Um, yeah. 50% off of $19.99. It matches its previous low. So, Carto, you are a tiny child who falls out of a blimp. Don't worry, that's nothing terrible happens to you, except that you lose all the pieces to your map because you are a map maker and you and you lose track of your grandmother. So you have to find the pieces of the map and mm-hmm. stitch kind of stitch them back together. And by doing that, you can move the map pieces. And when you move the map pieces, it also changes the landscape, changes the people. You can talk to people and they'll say, my house is west of the monument. And you can change the map to put the house, pe- the house piece of the map west of the monument piece. And then they'll be like, oh, there's my house. So it's a puzzle game. It's a mm-hmm. map game. It is very charming. Yeah, it was very popular in I this house it. as well. It got a lot of attention and really a lot of fun. Um, a unique, uh, a unique idea and a, new, a unique implementation, where you're sort of interacting with the map in a different way, uh, and where it's actually changing the surroundings uh, around you. It, it's pretty cool. Music's great. Uh, so, yes, Lance, very relaxing. Uh, just the graphics are great. It's a really cute game, and I, yep. I just like ripped through it. But awesome. Cardo, nine ninety nine, great game. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah, that's definitely a winner. All right, uh, my first game is one that I have talked about briefly before, but it's uh, Mario Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, it is on sale for fourteen ninety nine, seventy five percent off its normal price of sixty dollars. Wow. Uh, this game is on sale a lot. Uh, this is not uh, its its all time low. Its all time low is actually only ten dollars. Uh, But they did recently announce that they are going to be coming out with a second one. Um, Some changes, but um, this one was great. I have been really on a uh, tactics kick because I've been playing a lot of Into the Breach lately. And um, if you have never been uh, into or played a lot of tactics games before, uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is a great entry point for a lot of people because um, they definitely tried... Uh, it was a collaboration between Nintendo and Ubisoft. And uh, they really, I think, tried to make it accessible to the masses. And I think they did a good job of that. Um, it's uh, it's a very cute game. Again, uh, I think it's very accessible. Fun, fun tactics. Uh, fun little powers for both uh, the Mario characters that we know and the Rabbids. Um, who, you know, some maybe could take them or leave them, but... They're pretty fun uh, in this game. So definitely worth checking out. Uh, All the DLC and other things are on sale too. So if it is something that you've liked and you had it already, hey, the DLC, maybe you could dip into some of the DLC uh, before the second one uh, comes out on the horizon. All right, so that's uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. All right, Em, what's the last one that you have in the bargain bin this week? I have Forager. Now, I've seen this game on sale, but I have never played it. It looks adorable just on the, the screen art. I have like this little... game. There yeah. is some combat, but it's cutesy combat. 
Um, okay. Very Stardew Valley-esque combat. I believe this game was inspired by Zelda, Stardew Valley, things like that. Um, sure. So, as the name suggests, you're foraging mm-hmm. for things. Um, but it is an open world game. It's cute. You collect things. You pick stuff up off the ground, which, you know, I like doing that. Oh, yeah. Um. But there is a a combat element, but it's it's not so much that I wouldn't play it because I do have this game. So Forager is seven ninety nine. It's sixty percent off of nineteen ninety nine. It matches its previous low, so seven ninety nine Forager. And All right. what do you have? Uh, so my last game is a game uh, that I saw on sale, and I said, you know what? I think I might give this one a shot. I don't own it yet, but it looked enticing. So I, I have this I'd on my list it. as well. <laughs> okay, so the game is called Inbento. Uh, it's I-N and then Bento, like Bento box, uh, B-E-N-T-O. Okay, uh, it's on sale for two dollars and forty-nine cents. That's fifty percent off its normal price of four ninety-nine. Uh, matches its all-time low. Um, M, will you, uh, you like bento boxes? I have a few bento boxes. Yes. Oh, as do I. <laughs> I am all about, I am all about the bento boxes. I like them. Uh, they are great. And this game definitely, um, at least alludes to that a little bit. Uh, from the developer, it says experience a calming wordless story about cats and parenthood, uh, by solving adorable puzzles in, in bento. Uh, relax, tease your brain, tease your brain, and prepare tasty bento dishes. Arrange them in an elaborate lunchbox while sticking to the recipes shown on the screen. Uh, complete over a hundred uh, fun puzzles, aesthetically served with traditional boiled <laughs> rice. So, a silent tale about a cute family of felines, and felines, and enjoy a tranquil soundtrack. I don't know. I think it's going to be one I'm picking up. I think. I will also pick that up because yeah. I love watching people uh, make bento boxes on YouTube. I find that very, very soothing. Now, I like eating them, but I'm going to assume that I would also like watching people. Do you know them. what I also like watching on YouTube? There's a Tell me. Uh, cooking cat China. There's a cooking. <laughs> there's a cat <laughs> and he prepares. Well, he's not actually preparing the meals, but he's like a chef cat and they're like move his paws to make different things and everything's always covered in cat hair i really like watching him he'll make like stew and he'll make like boba tea and it's just like his paws like turning everything on and chopping everything up and i could definitely do that like you need to have a very chill cat to do that I was going to say, I have had several cats, and I can only think of one of those cats who would even remotely tolerate that. I have a cat that I could definitely do that with. <laughs> awesome. But All right. Cooking Cat would definitely be able to make a bento box. So if you like watching bento boxes being made, which I don't have the patience to make, like, a little bear made out of rice with, you know, an omelet blanket on top. Mm-hmm. I like watching other people make it. My bento boxes are just like 
a section of something, a section of something, a section of something. Yeah. Um, I wonder what the cat equivalent is of yes, chef. Is it just like meow, meow, chef? Or I don't know what, like, <laughs> what, 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 what do we, yes, I don't chef. know what, yes, yeah. Meow, meow. Um, meow, meow. <laughs> All right. All right. Awesome. So just a quick review. That was Carto for $9.99 on Nintendo Switch. Forager, $7.99, also on the Switch. Uh, Mario, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, $14.99 on Switch. And Invento, $2.49 again on the Switch. All right. Moving things right along, we're going to talk about what has been occupying our time these days. What have we been playing? Uh, M, I'm seeing another entry on this week that has really been several weeks going. More Pokemon Go, huh? I have a Pokemon Go story too. Go ahead. Tell I've been me a taking bit a lot of nap. I'm not a big napper. I ha- mm-hmm. I used to be. I used to be champion napper. Oh, I have never been a napper. Can't I do it. Yep. can't do it. In college, I specifically had my schedule planned around naps, so I had a very early morning class, and then I'd come back and take a nap. And then I'd have a midday class, and then I'd come back and take a nap. And then I had a late afternoon class, and then I'd come back and take a nap. So I would always have some napping time. Wow, that is impressive. Oh, I love napping. Uh, I love duh. And I just, I don't nap anymore. But this week, I have just been so exhausted back to your napping roots i truly have it's not great so the only real games i've been playing and it's pokemon go really calms me down because i like go through my pokemon inventory and it like makes my eyes tired before i go to sleep there Um, you go and i and i'll do the same thing on dougie's phone i'll i'll like do it with two hands (laughs) So I'll have both ha- I'll have both phones in both hands. There you go. Oh, and, I'll, and I'll trade Pokemon between the two phones. Got it. Uh-huh. So you need to like get you someone who lets you do Pokemon Go from both phones. <laughs> there you go. Find someone who loves you enough to let you trade Pokemon between your phones. <laughs> your phones. It's just yeah. until you get too tired and you fall asleep with both phones. Perfect. Uh yeah, so it's pretty much it. Um, so my Pokemon Go story this week. Were you po- were you Poke shamed somewhere? I was not, thankfully. No, no, I was not. I think I think the word is getting out there. I've heard a very successful PSA uh, being <laughs> passed around. So I That's think good. I think people are getting the message not to do that. Um, but no, I uh, took my oldest daughter. We were just out doing some errands. And uh, we happened to go to Home Depot, and uh, we were getting something. And we get back in the car, and she said, Oh, look at this adorable Pokemon, but I can't catch it. I'm out of Pokeballs. I'm like, what? You're out of Pokeballs? What do you mean? You, you know, you get them for all kinds of things. She's like, no, I didn't, I didn't get them. So I'm like, all right, that's it. We're going to go. We're taking a different route home. So we <laughs> mapped out a route home where we could... Uh, Go to the Pokestops. Make some stops along the way and get some Pokestops. Uh, get her stocked up. 
Luckily, she has uh, a very active pokey friend now that sends her pokey yes. gifts. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, now she has inventory issues, so now we have to work on that. So we have to <laughs> we have to monitor uh, that uh, that uh, that inventory. So we'll we'll get on that. Um, all right, and. Uh, Anything else you want to I've talk about? I've been playing just mobile games. I I have not oh, played okay. anything just on been... my Switch. Gotcha. I I really want to finish Kentucky Route Zero, which that's on the list. Which Dougie has been playing. Nice. Um, I, did you uh... did you finish Kentucky Route Zero? No, but I I think that um, I'm further along than you. I'm in the last act. So I'm game. in the last act of the game too. Okay. So we're I'm nowhere near the last act. So you ha- you have to start over then. I, I think I have to because I don't even remember what. I mean, like I remember little bits and pieces, but certainly not enough to uh, to carry a, a whole tale. It's um, Doug. It's heavy. Yeah, yeah. Dougie, what have you been playing this week? I have been playing a lot of Spiritfarer, which really became just too much for me today. There's a point in the game. Um, that I won't away. spoil, yeah. But uh, the, the the you know the you've discussed spirit uh, spirit fair on the on the show. It's the whole premise of the game is you're a ferryman on the river sticks, and there mm-hmm. are animals on your boat that are stand-ins for you know real people. They're spirits, yep. and you have yep. to absolutely you 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 basically like watch them die on your boat. You like bring them. You kind of have them get ready, prepare for their death, and then you you take them out to the Everdor uh, to to go on to the afterlife. And there was one that was just like I think the saddest moment I've ever had in a video game. I'm like, okay, that's enough, and I like turned it off. He had to come upstairs yeah. and cry a little bit today. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's an extremely emotional game. Yeah. They they do an amazing job of uh, I I think capturing what it is to be human, you know, uh, and just, we all have imperfections. We all have moments in our life that we reflect back on. And, and I think it's interesting because, you know, if you were to go through something like that, where you were preparing to move on, that would be a time to look back and, and, and think about, you know, both positive things, but also things that maybe, um, maybe could have gone a different way. Um, and uh, I think the game does a great job of capturing that. And so it, it is definitely an emotional journey for sure. I think Spirit Fair does a good job of telling Stella, the main, the main character's story. And yes. you learn a lot about the main character from the spirits because they're all connected in some way, which is, it's, it's a really beautiful story. But again, mm-hmm. some of them are just gut wrenching and oh yes the graphics are beautiful and the music's and it's so whimsical oh extremely yes. but you know humans are valuable and a lot mm-hmm. of them make mistakes so certainly they have these foibles yeah but it, it it's so beautiful and I never finished the game because mm-hmm. I wasn't in. I think I'm I'm on the second to last. The I think I have all of the spirits on my boat, or they have moved on. But mm-hmm. I told mm-hmm. him about the one to that he encountered today, and I'm like, it's gonna be a doozy. Yeah, 
for sure. And he had to come upstairs and like lie down for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, nope. And sometimes that's it. Sometimes you gotta just take a break for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I've been right. playing a lot of solitaire. <laughs> oh, like a okay. like a a classic. That's a classic. Like, like a grandma. Uh, now here's the question though. The solitaire you're playing is on your phone, right? Yes, it's just a free have, free version. Have you won a game of solitaire? Uh, I win solitaire all the time. Do the cards do that fun little thing yes. that they did? Okay, good, because that's essential. Yeah, to me. And I well, always with play the little, the little bouncing cards that sort of like bounce off and like fill up the screen with their little bouncing. And I stuff. always do a draw three. Not yeah, not, I feel like yeah. the draw three is. Yeah, no. But, come on. What is this? Amateur hour? I know. I know. Um, come on. Come on. My my grandmother was like the biggest solitaire player ever. Oh, But okay. she would cheat constantly. <laughs> you know what? But if that's how you're passing your time, her they were like indented cards. She used them so much. She would just... Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, but so just as like anxiety relief if i'm not inventorying pokemon on both of our phones i'll be playing solitaire hitting up the solitaire nice so i've been playing uh, a lot of games uh this week actually a lot of gaming time but it has been spread around too many games but i'm continuing to play into the breach oh my goodness i cannot put it down i'm absolutely loving into the breach I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but uh, that has been taking up a lot of the time. Uh, still plugging away at Stardew Valley, and I have some very exciting news. I made it to the bottom of the Skull Cavern. Well, not the bottom, but to level 100. Oh, I was going to say. Not the bottom. I'm not sure I, that there I'm is like, a bottom. I'm like, I don't think there is a bottom. No, but I made it to level 100. Did you use staircases or no staircases? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I used staircases. See, I have not made it to the bottom because I don't want to use staircases. So I, nope. I've been, I cheesed. I it. think the furthest I've made it is like 80 something because I was just using bombs and mega bombs and bombs and mm -hmm. mega bombs. And it, I, will I ran out you, of time. Yep. I will tell you that the game recognizes if you use staircases. Oh, no, I'll I know. That's that. why I don't yes. want to use yeah. the staircases. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, but I I did it. Check it off the list. I cleared that. Uh, I cleared that. Challenge. He shamed. Doesn't he shame you? If you use yes, there was some shaming. Yep. But he then gives you a little credit and says like, hey, you know what? I'm sure it took a lot of time and dedication to collect all that stone. And you know what? It did. <laughs> it did. It did. Because <laughs> I mean, you got to collect a thousand stone for every like ten staircases. So that's a lot. That's a lot. So. Uh, yeah, definitely did that. All right. And the other one that I uh, dipped into this week, which is uh, a new addition to our house, is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Ooh. Um, so I know you were I looking this, forward to this one. I was. I was. And we had not. We weren't jumping on it right off the bat because we just had a lot of other things going on. But having to see it go on sale on Amazon this week, and I was like, you know what? Uh, we When we buy a game here in the house that I think has appeal for all my other family members, my wife and my two daughters, we want to get it on uh, physical, a little physical card, so that everyone can easily switch it uh, between the switches that they own. We have two switch lights, and my wife and I have the standard switch that we share. Um, and so this uh, went on sale, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to grab it. 
Uh, and uh, so I, it's not, I definitely am looking forward to it, but uh, my wife has loved Lego games over the years. And this uh, actually made a great one. I, when I've been playing this week, I've been playing co-op with my youngest daughter. Uh, so that's been fun. And uh, I, once again, I have to, I love calling it out. I love the accessibility features. They go out of their way. Again, this is another game which continues a, a trend that we've seen where they are going out of their way to make games accessible for everybody. And not just those who uh, maybe have some uh, medical conditions, whether it's colorblindness or seizures or other things. There's accessibility features for those folks, but also for different ability levels um, and different you know, challenges. Like they have things like if you don't think you can tap the controller button too quickly you can hold it instead or something that would require you to tap the button you can just click a button to say skip it oh i like that so yeah so like in the accessibility features you can select that like oh you know quick tapping things i want to skip those and it would you can just check it and i think that um that would address a lot of issues for a lot of different people whether it be mm -hmm. you just yeah. get easily frustrated or mm -hmm. you know it's it would dexterity issues dexterity issues dexterity. Yep. or you know it it would it makes it the game accessible for many many different people and i think that's really important yeah no i absolutely love it and then again there's for for you know i, I think different ages and different ability levels so if you fall off uh you know of something it'll bring you back up and put you back where you were like you can check that you know I would uh, so like again, that, and yeah, um, I, I turned it on. I turned it on while we were playing because I was like, "Yeah, why? Why, why do I want? To, I don't want to be frustrated. I want to enjoy this. I want to see the story." Uh, just like other Lego games in the past, um, they do a great job of being faithful to whatever content they're looking at, uh, you know, whatever source material they're they're pulling from, but then also, uh, you know, making it fun and, and inserting funny things into cutscenes and things like that. So um, we're early early on, but. They've done a really nice job, and uh, as the name implies, you can play through all nine movies um, in the Skywalker saga, so it's pretty cool, and you can start wherever you want. You can start at any of the group of three, so you can start at the Phantom Menace, start at original Star Wars, or you can start at... Um, the Force Awakens. Force, the Force Awakens, Awakens. Yeah. there you go, Force Awakens, yep, so the, the, the final three. Uh, so, again, you can start anywhere you want, so it's pretty cool. I am, I am liking it. All right, let's move it right along. Let's talk about some reality TV of the week. Ba, 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 ba. There you go. Now, and before we dive into anything new, I wanted to let you know I did check out one that we mentioned on last episode. So we'll talk about the unexplained. Yes, unexplained with William Shatner. Loving it. Absolutely <laughs> loving it. Um, not only do I like the content like I knew I would from your description, uh, but he does a great job. You know, I, I, I've always liked William Shatner. Who doesn't? And and, yeah, and uh, and he does a really good job of presenting it. Um, so it, he just did a really nice job. I really liked it. Now, I did also try to dive in a little bit to Below Deck. To dive in. to. But I didn't make it very far. Well, um, Dougie and I, yeah. uh, actually right before we recorded this, mm -hmm. were watching below deck and dougie how do you feel about below deck 
I think it's very engrossing. I am very invested yep. in the the interpersonal drama and lives of all the all of these characters on the. We're watching the Down Under. Yeah, might. I feel like I might need just like one episode. Like, tell me like one episode. I want to watch a full episode, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I just got to kind of make myself do it because it's not exactly my jam. I'll let like, I'll I let Dougie. You know, I'll let Dougie. Here you go. I certainly did not. I thought it was going to be some trashy, you know, like uh, like Love Island or something. Mm -hmm. Right, right. um, And I think there is certainly that element that's like a little voyeuristic. They have like I one part of the show I'm really creeped out about is they have like cameras in the bedrooms and they'll show them like changing in and out of clothes. They have to change into their their whites or their blacks or their blacks. They have to change. They have to get professional very quickly. Um, but I actually you do that with a camera trained on you. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. It's more like a workplace drama. It's really interesting. Right, right, right. It's uh, and that's kind of what, what drew me in. It almost made me, it, it feels a lot to me. Like if Downton Abbey were a Bravo reality TV show set on a boat because the, like okay. the show is focused on the, these like essentially working class people, right? It's it's like the help mm-hmm. on the boat, and gotcha. uh, right, it there it's just like rife with drama. And it's I don't know. I just think it's engrossing. I I wouldn't say that one episode would really do it. It didn't really click for me until I was probably mm. like three or four episodes in. But once I was in, I was like, wow, this is like really good. And you you kind of get right. your like uh, your favorite characters and characters you really don't like and. It's great. All right. Yeah. All right. I may have to give it another go. So I uh, started watching it, and honestly, the uh, the intro was playing, and of course, in the intro, they're always showing you all kinds of different drama and yelling. Oh, and it's dramatic. Like, yeah, and I was like, oh boy, I don't know if I, I'm just not it's in a good also, place for this. I got to turn it off. <laughs> I think it's also interesting to see the inner workings of the yachting industry. Yeah, that's and cool. and how can, that even that. works and. You know, they it's this like pecking order of you have the chief stew and the what the well yeah it's like Downton Abbey there's the butler right and then there's mm. oh okay you know and then there's the all the help so the bosun yeah so I said boysen like hoisin sauce last the time boysen, yeah <laughs> so it's almost like the captain is 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 like the butler I guess so he's kind of in charge of the help. And then, mm. um, then it, it sort of is split into two categories. So there are the, the stewards or stewardesses, and that's the people that are more in charge of the client service part of the boating. So like, right, right. They do the dinner service and the laundry and cocktail, cocktail, housekeeping, all that stuff. So that's like La- the stewardesses. Yeah. And then there's the deckhand part. Um, and the deck we're hand, actually managing the, yeah, the boat, right? And we're actually like taking care of the vessel. And right. the, the bosun manages the deck hands. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's and then there's the chef. They so then there's like a a personal chef on board, and mm-hmm. it's it's just it's very dramatic. So we we watch right. we watch below deck. We've been watching it, going yeah. through the whole season. I would yeah and I would add that I don't it's it's not that it's sort of needlessly dramatic like 
like Love Island or something, like you don't feel like you're losing brain. I mean, you kind of feel like you're losing brain cells watching it, but not as much as. <laughs> it's a good nighttime like, show. It doesn't get. It's all know. it's all varying degrees of losing brain yeah. cells. All the things we discuss on this program. Speaking Whether of it's games, well, or, uh, well the, next, TV. the next two shows that I'm going to tell you about, you're gonna yes. Let's let's talk some new ones. What do we got? Uh, you're gonna be losing brain cells. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm ready. Um, we watched this a while ago, and he and Dougie cannot stomach this one whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it is narrated by uh, Rob Delaney, who's who I absolutely adore, who is in Catastrophe, this wonderful television show, um, okay. and he's a great comedian. But he narrates this reality television show on Bravo, now Bravo, excuse me, Netflix, and it is called sexy beasts have you heard of this i believe if i'm not mistaken this is the reality tv show they made about me is that correct (laughs) no no i'm sorry no no that's not it's not that no no sexy beast um is this in any way connected with a chupacabra? Um, it, no, <laughs> it could, it maybe. Could, may, yeah. maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay, maybe. All and right. and yeah, here's and here's yes. why I say maybe. Really sexy Sasquatches. Okay, well, no. What, here's, what, what, what we actually well, correct. He, okay. Well, here's why I say maybe. So right. it's a dating show, okay. and they put their prospective singles in heavy prosthetics to look like. A dolphin, or look like, like a tree elf, or look like so it's really masking what they look like, and they go on these blind dates. Blind so they dates. Go, they go on a date while dressed as a dolphin, or dressed as a Sasquatch, <laughs> or dressed wow. as a, and it's to prove that you know. Like love is blind, except every single person on this show is hot. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there was there was and it's like and when you take the makeup off and and when they take the makeup off, every single person is good looking. Shocker, they're hot too. Yeah. They're a ten, but they're on sexy beasts. They're a ten, but they're dressed as a dolphin on net on a Netflix dating show. Wow. And they, but the things these, when they're on these dates, it's like, I'm 23 years old. I'm looking to have babies tomorrow. Like, and they're saying this on a first date dressed as a A spider, a spider, a scarecrow. scarecrow. And and you're like, oh, oh. it's, It's a show, I would say, where the parts in and of themselves are. I guess. So like the makeup is really cool. Like if you're like a makeup artist, it's probably a really cool show to watch because Mm. like they do a really good job on the makeup part and like, it's very sort of visually creative and all this Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. But the people that they pick to be on the show are are so lack all. It's almost like they're an NPC in a video game. Like they just have no personality. It's just like blank. There's nothing going on. They- yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, yeah. But but they're hot. Yeah. 
But Correct. that's the only thing they've got going for yeah. themselves. Uh, Hot and willing to dress up in makeup. A lot of it. Quite a so lot. So that's that's a dating show. I feel like if I'm into that, I'm going to go watch Face Off instead of. Uh, have you ever seen that? Yes, oh, yes, on Sci Fi. Right. That is top notch. That's some top notch. I like that. Yeah. I've watched Wait, that a few times with the, my wife. Are we talking about the movie with no. Nicolas Cage? No. No. Oh. I mean, I'm sure that's uh, that, that is also good. I know that movie too. That's excellent. I was Yes, I was talking about there is a there's a makeup Sci-fi. artist's there's a makeup artist uh, like competition like competition show on Sci-Fi uh, called Face Off oh. on Sci-Fi. Also quite good though. Yeah. But different vibes for sure. He, no Nick Cage in that, as far as ugh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. What else we got? And this one. This is the name of this next one. Is this is uh, somewhat disturbing. It's extremely dystopian. Uh, mm. So it's pretty much all millennials. <laughs> all Not right. a huge surprise on this show, and it's called. Marriage or mortgage. And all right. They go on to this show with, say, they've been saving up $25,000. Okay. And, you know, um, like those HGTV shows where it's like, we can renovate your house or we can find you a, a, like a house instead. Right, it's, right. It's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like. Like leave it, love it or leave it. Love or it or list like it. That. Oh, love it or list love it. Love it or list it. it. Yes, yes. So yes. that's like getting kind of the best of both worlds. Like, oh, we love our house. We don't really want to leave. Uh, oh, but we can make it better for you. Or we can find a house in your price range and list your house. This is right. kind of like um, yep. the worst of both worlds. <laughs> oh, oh, um, okay. So marriage or mortgage is you don't get to have both because we live in a dystopian, um, you know, garbage can. So yes, this is the darkest, darkest this, timeline. This is the darkest timeline. If you roll the dice, we are on the darkest timeline. Uh so these couples that go on this show, they've been saving up for either a marriage or mortgage. And there are there is a realtor who will take them around to houses. And then there's mm-hmm. a wedding planner who will try to persuade them to have the marriage of their dreams um, within their budget. So then... They pick one or the other. And the kicker is it was filmed right during COVID. So a lot of the weddings happened like our COVID weddings. Yeah. So if they pick. So if they picked. Go ahead. If they end up. And I think the other thing, too, is uh, these two. So the the real estate uh, person and the, the wedding salesperson like own the business together so it's like they like they they bring them into their office and it's like this huge building somewhere um and they like it's like clear that they both like work in the same building it's really weird but um yeah it's if they end up choosing like the fifty thousand dollar wedding or whatever um 
I think they filmed it like right before COVID and then COVID hit when their wedding was supposed to happen. And it's just so depressing, like watching it. They ended up getting like a poopy garbage wedding because so they they should have picked mortgage. Mm. And 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 you see because they film the wedding and it's like because of because of coronavirus, they ended up having a an intimate intimate gathering instead of the wedding that they planned and it's like oh yikes oh my god so it was it's even more dystopian than (laughs) so i've heard that the producers are trying to come up with a companion series uh using the elderly and they're going to call it food or medication (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They just figured they they figured they'd just cl- go down that same line where they just would make impossible, horrible choices that people shouldn't have to make in this day and age. I don't even know how that's a debate. I feel like more it's mortgage every time for me. Like, I don't know. Uh, that's a vain millennials. I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't I mean, know. Uh, hey, I'm a vain millennial. <laughs> oh, so am I. Yeah. I'm a vain millennial, and I. Ch- oh yeah, that's I'm right. I'm a vain millennial, and I chose mortgage. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, so I think that's so that the way to might be. not always be the case. <laughs> well, in my mind, it feels like that's uh, that's where it would be every. So I mean, it, it if. It is a realistic view for those considering marriage. Mm-hmm. It will show you it, the pricing. It's comparable. Right. I was going to say it's comparable to a down payment on a home for sure. And I mean, that's one day of your life instead of living in your house. <laughs> there it is for many years. All right. Well, this seems like the perfect time to take a quick break. You go decide whether or not you're going to pay the mortgage or get married. Uh, And uh, we'll hear what you have to say when we come back. Stay right there. This episode of Friends Are Far Out is brought to you by Dougie's Pizza. Are you tired of bad pizza that tastes like flavorless cardboard? Dougie's Pizza tastes better than flavored cardboard. It's better than the frozen pizza from the grocery store. Dougie's Pizza is only available at Dougie's house. So come to Dougie's house to eat slightly above average pizza. Pizzah! Welcome back to the Friends Are Far Out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay. And with me here is M. Hello, everyone. And this week we're also joined by Dougie. Hey there. It's vacation season. People are escaping their everyday lives and all manners of trips. And that, of course, includes cruises. Now, I've never been on a cruise myself, but I have to imagine that one thing that might go through your mind on a cruise is what would happen if through some horrible, horrible turn of events, I end up washed up on a deserted island. What if your plane cracked in half? Yes, that's true. Yeah, could could be on a plane as well. Well, today, we're talking about your desert island games. If you found yourself washed up on a deserted island, what three games would you want to keep yourself entertained for the rest of time? <laughs> now, Em, I find this to be a really interesting question because if someone finds you and they go, hey, 
what's your three favorite games? That, that answer might be a different answer than what three games would I want for the rest of time on a desert, deserted island? It's that's very true because there there are games that I'm like, I love that game, but I'm only going to play it one time in my life. That's the thing. So, for example, Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild for Switch, right? I I uh, absolutely adore that game. I've played through it maybe two or three times now. But at the end of the day, it is a story driven game and it has a beginning and an end. You can search for Korok seeds and things like that. So there's definitely replayability, no doubt. And, you know, but there's 120 shrines. Once you find those, that's it. You know, there's a little DLC, but that's pretty much it. There is somewhat finite. And so, like, even though I absolutely love that game, I'm not sure that it would be one of my Desert Island games. Now, before we get into our games, we did put this out uh, to listeners, right? Friends and listeners. And uh, we did get some feedback, so let's share some of those before we get into ours. All right, uh, Chris chimed in and said he went with Mega Man 2, Punch-Out, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Switch. Okay. Now, those are some good suggestions there. Now, Punch-Out, I have never been able to climb that mountain. Punch-Out for NES, I have never beaten that game. I've never played Punch-Out. Okay, so punch that doesn't, out, and that doesn't sound like a game I would play. I don't think that one's up your alley. Are you familiar <laughs> with it? At least it's a boxing game. I I I know what it is. Yes, but so, I, I don't know. I I think that's a good one because you know, hey, if you got the rest of time, you could probably, you know, just keep knocking your head against it until you beat it. <laughs> you know, so it, it's certainly a challenging game. So I think that could be good. Uh, Mega Man Two is of course a classic. Uh, and I think Mario Kart is good because you know, there's a lot of variety there, different levels of difficulty. Certainly now with the uh, expansion that they're doing, there's going to be a whole bunch of courses. Uh, so that's great. Um, Steven checks in and he went with StarCraft and Unreal Tournament. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience with either of those games. Dougie, you're saying you're, you're giving a thumbs up. Wh- which one of those uh, which one of those grabs you? Oh, definitely Unreal Tournament. I played okay. that game a whole lot when I was a kid. All right, so a lot of hours could be could be uh, spent on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike chimed in. Mike told, said, uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, and Guitar Hero 3. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Guitar Hero, I have never been past the three-button stage. He lo- uh, Doug- Dougie <laughs> loves Guitar Hero. Now, Dougie, are you going all all five, or is it five buttons? Oh yeah, I'm. I am. It's embarrassing how good I am at like rock band and Guitar Hero. Thankfully, though, just to give people a peek behind the curtain, you do play real instruments too. That is, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's that's good <laughs> because if I got that good and I only did that then I can agree with you. There might be a tinge of sadness there. But um, <laughs> um, but uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, that is a classic Castlevania game. That gets a lot of attention. That's Excellent on a lot game. of people's top lists. So I think that's a great pick. Uh, you know, I did ask him. I said, like, well, what? Because a lot of people say Super Mario World, the first one. Uh, but he went with the second one. And so I asked, well, hey, what, what makes it, you know, what makes you like that? 
uh, over the first one because the first one is just such a classic in terms of uh, you know gets so much attention on top game lists. Um, uh, he said he liked the controls better, he liked the music better, uh, and just you know Yoshi's Island came out so late in the uh, the uh, Super Nintendo's uh, life cycle that he they had just really uh, mastered how to take get the most out of that system. So that was interesting. Uh, one game out that came, one game that came up more than once, uh, was, uh, wow. Or world of Warcraft. Um, I think you could get a lot of uh, traction with that. Yeah. That came up from Morgan and Pete. They asked if that was cheating and I said, no, 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 there's all rules. So like, cause that's an online game, you know, that's a massive online multiplayer game. So is Neopets cheating? (laughs) I like to think that if in your version of this. There's you fell tons. onto the island. Yeah, you fell onto the island, and hey, you know what? All of a sudden, this ultra wideband Wi-Fi box washed up too, and you could play online. Hey, that's fine too. You can't Whatever call you can play. No, Neopets is many games. I'm not going to count Neopets as as one thing. Now that would be an interesting loophole, because that's the other thing. If you choose a collection, right? You you could find a loophole and choose like a collection of games, like. Uh, I don't know, Super Mario All-Stars or something for uh, the Super Nintendo. You actually get a bunch of games in there, so uh, that could be a little loophole there. Um, Let's see, some others who chimed in. Robin, uh, she went with Super Mario World uh, for the Super Nintendo. Uh, Mario uh, Kart 8 Deluxe and Paper Mario, so a lot of Mario games there. Um, Bree chimed in, went with Tetris Effect. Um... Some, any kind of match three game, whether it be a Candy Crush, something like that, uh, or Mario and Mario Odyssey. Uh, Tetris Effect is a great game. That although that feels like a fever dream. Have either of you played Tetris Effect at all? Yeah, it's it, a trip. It's a little trippy. Yeah. It's a little trippy. If ten, you play, ten is for me. if you play Tetris Effect impaired, you might have to make a phone call. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's something because if you play it straight sober, it Definitely, you know, uh, it can definitely be out there. Uh, Liam, yep, Liam chimed in, uh, went with Skyrim, uh, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, another classic, and Halo. Halo. So, but there's another loophole where you could go, like, instead of Halo, you could go like, oh, I'm going to go with the Master Chief Collection, which is actually a bunch of Halo games together. So you can kind of game the system. Skyrim is a good pick because there's so much to do lot to do there that could keep you yeah. busy for a long time will, for sure I'll, skyrim. I'll touch on skyrim okay nice nice uh, uh legend of zelda link to the past that is a classic that i have regrettably never finished so i should definitely put that on my list and go back um some other notables uh again uh world of warcraft doom resident evil again maybe you get a resident evil collection in there uh, I just heard today about a really crazy good deal on Humble Bundle uh, of all whole bunch of Resident Evil games. So, cool. Uh, Nico chimed in with Night in the Woods for Switch. I love Night in the Woods. Uh, Donut County for Switch. I love Donut. I love Donut County, but the only reason I wouldn't pick Donut County is it's so quick. Yeah, it's too short for me. Too short for me for a Desert Island game. I love the game. But too short for me. You know and I jo- own it on multiple platforms. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. And Journey for PS4. Okay. Uh, Pete chimed in 
went with World of Warcraft. Uh, again, so World of Warcraft there. Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader. Um, and Rise of Nations. Rise of Nations is a great game. That's a, a, a RTS sort of uh, um, game where you're sort of uh, choosing a... Um, well, it starts in like... It, it goes through the ages, right? So Rise of Nations, you can start, you know, kind of start back... Um, it, it, that's, it just has a lot of replay value for sure, because you can come up with different skirmishes, different, uh, you know, different maps and things like that. So pretty, pretty widely replayable there. Almost like risk. Kind of, but again, it's more like uh, in the moment you're, you're choosing where to send your troops or where, or what, you know, what things in your, what buildings to upgrade in your little town that you're building. You're sort of building a little civilization from scratch, kind of. But you're also on a map where you're going to be taking on someone else who's doing the exact same thing. So, so like civilization? Yeah, kind of like that, for sure. Um, I always get Rise of Nations com uh, confused with a, a different one. Uh, but it is a real-time strategy game that, um, that goes through... Um, 18, you have 18 different nations to choose from. There's special abilities, unique military units, lots of different kinds of buildings. And you can also, you build wonders as you go. So some of the victory conditions is sometimes not, oh, let me just destroy the other team. It might be get the most, you know, build the most wonders. The first person to build three wonders. So you could build things like the Terracotta Army or the Taj Mahal, the Eiffel Tower, pyramids, things like that. Cool. Um, it's very cool. It's a very, very cool game. Uh, and again, a lot of replay value there. So I think that's a, that's a good and interesting choice for sure. Uh, and then finally, Liz chimed in and uh, went with Sims. Lots of Sims games. Sims 3, 4, and Sims 2 Unleashed. I have only played Sims 4 out of that list, I believe, because I think I went from Sims 1, and then there was, I had a big Sims gap to Sims 4. Sims Unleashed is the best one because you get pets oh mark it down now maybe if you count sims 4 you can maybe kind of throw in all the dlc and then you can have some pets there too so who knows uh but the liz, sims is a good one that's liz a, knocking it out with sims there is a lot of replayability there one. for sure yep yep absolutely you're not going to get tired of that one all right well i want to thank all the all of our friends for chiming in and uh, giving us some of their picks. Thank you for um, being far out. That was very far out of you. Uh, so let's go through and let's talk about some of our Desert Island games. Dougie. Uh, so, Dougie, do you want to get us started? Give us sure. one of yours. What's yeah. one What's of one? your Desert Island games? Give us a little reason why you picked it. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, we'll just we'll just kind of ping pong back and forth. Go ahead. What's Certainly. your what's your first one that you want to mention? So um, I wrote the list uh, at first being like Internet available. So I and then I think yeah, yeah, I that, kind of understood sure. it was like no Internet after that point. So I have a list that is kind of with Internet and without Internet. I so, think you can take it however you want. So if you yeah. want there to be Internet on this island, that's totally fine. Um, so the first pick I have is infinitely replayable both with and without internet, a game I probably personally logged like over a thousand hours of my life into. That is Whoa. Diablo 2. 
Diablo 2. Okay. So it's infinitely replayable. There are so many, um, like, ways, to, like, builds you can do um, mm-hmm. with each mm-hmm. character. Uh, it's got a huge skill ceiling. So the game just kind of gets as hard as you want it to get. Um, and there's just, like, it's so addictive. It's one of those games where you think you're playing it, you know, for a half an hour. You're like, oh, I'll just go to the seventh floor of this dungeon or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like four in the morning. You know what I mean? So I've played this game for countless, count for years of my life in high school, college. When the when the uh, the, the remaster came out, I got it on the Switch. And I, I, I kind of stopped playing that, but I was like playing that for a while uh, when that came out. It's brainless, super addictive. You know, if you're alone on a desert island, you need that dopamine fix. You know what I mean? So it's like, perfect it's like, for that. It's just like a, it's just you get now, you open up the chest and boom, instant dopamine. Now, it's great. They're coming. They, I think they're coming out with was it Diablo Four? They're coming out. Yeah. With? Yep. So what uh, is there something about Diablo Two that really connects with you over some of the other Diablo games, or is it just the one you personally connected to, or is there something different about it that that one just hits um, it for you? I'm not really sure if it's nostalgia because Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a game I have been playing since I was a teenager a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. So that might be it. I did play a lot of Diablo three, but it didn't something about how the game kind of felt. Just didn't have the same game feel. Yeah. Like it it was just, it didn't really, it didn't really click the way the second game did. And I'm, I'm not sure if I would chalk that up to nostalgia like it, it's just like a purely subjective thing or if there was something sort of just like fundamentally mechanically different i haven't really like gone from playing diablo 3 immediately back to playing diablo 2 and being like wow this feels a lot different um diablo 3 feels a lot easier mm, like okay. yeah I, I just felt like i was just able to smoke through the game um and then all of the you know all the the after the end game content you can kind of mm-hmm. go back and replay specific dungeons, do raids, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and it just felt like much easier than the second game. The second game gets really, really challenging, like in the end game content, like the post game content, uh, really ramps up the difficulty. Um, and you really kind of need to use a lot of the tools that you kind of learn building your character throughout the game to just get through like mid level. It's like, it's great. So it just it's like infinitely replayable. Um, yeah, that would be a game I could like play for hours and hours and hours on end. Yeah, alone in my yeah, totally. Around. So that reminds me, not in content, but uh, just the way that again you kind of personally connected to Diablo two. That reminds me of one game from my list. Uh, so I'll share that one next, and that is Tetris DX for the Game Boy Color. Now, obviously, there's been a ton of different Tetris games that have come out over the years on all different platforms and different versions. When we're going over some of the listener picks, uh, I know Bree had mentioned uh, Tetris DX, but, uh, excuse me, Tetris Effect. But for me, Tetris DX was just one that I really connected to. There's nothing incredibly special about Tetris DX. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. There's not a crazy number of modes or skins or backgrounds or anything like that. But it's just the one that I've played the most, and I just really like it. And 
I feel like Tetris is one of those games that I can always go back to and have some good, you know, have a good time. And it just gives me something that I don't get from a lot of other games, you know, and it's something that if I were stuck on that desert island, I know I could always, you know what, I've been, I don't know, who knows, building a hut for a while. I got to just go decompress. Let me, uh, let me go, uh, let me go knock out a few games of uh, Tetris DX. So uh, I loved like when. stress relief. Play. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's how Diablo is for yep. me, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I played one of those like like I love in Tetris DX when you're playing the marathon mode, for example, and you really get a a, a killer score. They have uh, which they have in other games too, but you know they have different sized rocket ships that will come out and kind of blast off, uh, just to sort of see how well you did. And you always yeah. feel good when you get that really great rocket ship that makes it into orbit, and you know. <laughs> It's just it's very simple, not not even a lot of great colors on Game Boy Color. Just very simple uh, colors, but still, it's one that uh, it's one that I always go back to and I always enjoy. Um, I've had little uh, little emulation handhelds, you know, over the years that play different. I, I could have any number of Tetris games from anything on Game Boy or Nintendo, Super Nintendo, all the way up to uh, through you know ds and beyond but i always go back to tetris dx it's just the one i connect to the most so that would definitely be one of my tetris dx for game boy color so m tell us about one what's one that you want to mention so i didn't know if this was a situation where i was alone on a desert island or if this was like lost right i love that you i love that you considered it from both angles that's fantastic so what, I, I say you mentioned both. So like, well, what's, give okay. us one game so, from each list. What's one right. game from each so list? So if I was with other people, because it is different. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously if it was like, say, you know, the plane splits in half, front mm-hmm. end, back end. Yep. You know, uh, smoke monster, et cetera. Yep, polar gotta, bears, the whole thing. Yeah, yep. gotta gotta keep people's morale up. Jackbox Party Pack Seven. That's oh. it. Perfect. Yeah. So that's number three. I love the Jackbox Party Pack. <laughs> if there's in, interpersonal drama, you gotta gotta cool things off with yeah. a game of Quiplash or something. Yeah, Quiplash, and that one has Quiplash. It has Blather Round. It has Devil nice. in the Details. It has it has it's the one with the most solid picks. So nice. All right, so Jackbox um, Party Pack 7 specifically. Yes. For if if you were there with others. But what if you found yourself alone on the island? Alone? Um, so this is a throwback, and I have never mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't know that I know this game, period. Oh, it, I love this game, too. I was, Tell I'm going to. I'm going to. I think I'm going to replay it soon. All right. It's called Fantasy Life. It's for the 3DS. Okay. And it's kind of similar to in it's in like the same vein as like a Harvest Moon or an Animal Crossing or Stardew okay. Valley in that it has fishing and like harvesting and things like that. But mm-hmm. You choose an occupation, and 
You keep at it until you get to a godlike tier. Oh, you become really a, a, a proficient expert at that. Yes, but you you can actually level up in every single occupation. There oh, is okay. combat. It's cutesy combat again, mm-hmm. and you need to you need it to you know pick stuff up off the ground as per usual. There's <laughs> yes. a lot of crafting. I I really really enjoy Fantasy Life. Uh, I played it when I first moved um, to where I currently live, which is now about long ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've that's when I first discovered this game, and I played it a lot. So. It ha- the replay of it, I mm-hmm. feel like, would be really great, especially if you finished the game, mm-hmm. started another really long game, and then went back to it. There you go. If you're alone. Awesome. All right. Fantasy Life for 3DS. Nice. Yes. All right. Dougie, what's another one of your picks? Um, you got Diablo 2. What else? What else is, so... what else is there? I have one, so I'll I'll condense it because I for the second pick I have one that's like single player only, and then I have one that uh, would be really only multiplayer. So I'll just go with the single player one, and that is sounds good. Uh, Bloodborne. So um, I was kind of hemming and hawing like on what Soulsborne because it would it would have been one of the Soulsborne games for you sure. Gotta have a Souls like in there, right? Yeah. Something. So. Yep. Um, I just find that I have just played for the through... listeners. M is shaking her head in disgust. <laughs> She's like, "What?" <laughs> because... It sounds like she did made up. Yeah, yeah. Um, she would not 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 be feeling a Souls no. game for for uh, for M. Go ahead. Yeah, but between Dark Souls one, two, three, Bloodborne, still haven't played Elden Ring. I'm like slacking on that. But uh, between them, Bloodborne's my favorite because I just find it to be the fat it's like the most fun to play um Mm, okay yeah like it's not as sort of mechanically deep i guess as the other dark souls games and i don't i love like all of them even two i like dark souls 2 which is kind of the black sheep in the series but bloodborne Mm -hmm. is a lot faster it's like snappier it's more reflex based um there's this really elaborate um parrying system uh where you like when someone's about to attack, you shoot them with your gun and it puts them into a stun state and you, you, you know, execute like a heavy attack. That's like a big mechanic in the game. You have to master. Um, okay. It's just like really, really fast. There's fewer weapons. There's only really one. Uh, there's different like classes you can play, but you can't like play a mage like you can in, in like dark souls. So there's, there's, it really only kind of tends you towards one play style. And then, in that play style, you kind of choose your your favorite weapon. Um, so, and again, you know, like with Diablo and the other Dark Souls games, there's like a bunch of new game plus content, so the game keeps scaling, getting harder and harder. And Bloodborne also has um, uh, procedurally generated like dungeons you can go through called Chalice Dungeons, which are technically like infinite. You can just kind of keep playing it over and over. Um, Ooh, that's a good angle. Yeah, like the Skull Cavern. 
There you go. Like a hardcore skull cavern. Yeah, exactly. Okay, excuse me. The skull cavern is extremely hardcore. Have you seen those Sick. flying dragon things? I mean, come on. No, he hasn't because he hasn't gotten that far. Sorry. But uh, again, Bloodborne, I don't think you're alone in that. I think Bloodborne is one that is among among many Souls fans, I think is one of the ones that they love the most. Yeah, that's it's it's usually either like the the love people that maybe. I know who are into Soulsborne games, their favorite is typically either the first Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Nice. Um or I guess sometimes now Dark Souls 3, but yeah, I just like Bloodborne because I've I've certainly played it more than any of the Dark Souls games. Like I think I played through Bloodborne more times than 1, 2 and 3 combined. Um, wow. Okay. So that would be what of, I would probably bring. Yeah, that, I could just sure. keep playing it forever and ever. Right. All right. Very cool. Uh, so, M, the next one on my uh, Desert Island Games list is one that I believe is on your list as well. In surprise and or in a shock to no one, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. I mean, my goodness, Stardew Valley. I, it's one of the games I have probably the most hours in over time. Um, I love it because you can just, uh, a lot of variety in terms of taking your farm a different direction, different starting farms, um, all the little updates and things that, you know, uh, so many little hidden Easter eggs in there uh, by Eric Barone and just, uh, just a phenomenal Or collecting experience. Easter eggs. What's that? Or- yes, right there. Or yeah. actually collecting Easter eggs. That's right. Abigail's going down. Um, but again, just a, a, a tremendous, tremendous game. Started Romance Valley. the townspeople. Romance yes, the entire right. town. Catching all the legendary fish. Making it as deep as you can in the in the uh, Skull Cavern. Got to find those walnuts. I Love mean... the walnuts. Oh, boy. So, I mean, there is just... Uh, so much to play in there, so much to do. And uh, again, you can just really take it different ways, you know, just take it a different way. And there's so many different combinations, different uh, things. Uh, one thing I've been doing this playthrough and my current playthrough that I have not really done before is I'm really trying to get a high score in the video games within the video game in the saloon. It's really, really hard. Extremely difficult. I'm trying to play a little game called Jumino Kart right now. That's, it's so hard. It is unbelievably difficult. Uh, So I'm been plugging away at that. Hey, you know what? That might take five, six years on the island. Uh, Just, just working on that. What I really like though, is when you get through, let's say year two, year three, on mm-hmm. the island and uh, on the island on i'm talking like this is like we're in lost like yes we have right, to go right. back to the island kate um yes. what i think is very cool is when you're on year two or year three of your farm which mm-hmm. for those of you who haven't played stardew valley it doesn't take you two years to do no 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 um you're so used to things. If you go back and start a new farm, it opens your eyes to a lot of things. And each playthrough, you start to do things differently. And it's like very ergonomic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just learned recently, 
And again, that's the thing is I just keep finding out new things and new ways, like new ways to do things. I just learned recently that in this current one, you can move, you can go to the, to Robin who helps you build the buildings and things. You can move your uh, greenhouse. You didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know you could move the greenhouse. I knew you could move other buildings, but I didn't know you could move the greenhouse. And then I found that out. Yeah, you can. So, there, There's just, it's just so wild. many things that you learn. And it's a it's the game that keeps on giving. So that is also on my list for alone on a deserted island. Right. I was going to put it for lost for like a lost situation again with other people but i thought that i needed two games that you know for group mentality so i put sure sure katamari on there okay katamari that's another one that's on sale bonus bargain bin uh bonus bargain bin material yeah it might a sale might be over by the time this posts but it does go on sale often but katamari uh very very fun um, is the two player a little like wacky on that? one? I you're... love the two player. It's, and if it's you, pretty wild if though, you right? Smack into each other. Then things right. fly off your catamari. Right. And right. it's, it's a lot of fun. It's wacky. Um, you get to go to the different planet and pick out the prince and your cousins. That's mm, you. Okay. And you, whoever has the, the, uh, catamari of the largest diameter wins. So I think that would also get people's morale up in a lost type situation. So I was going to put Stardew as number two. Um, but then, you know, I'd put a game just yeah. for me as number one and I'll get, I'll get sure. to that after. Yep. And again, you know, it's, it's a pretty good co-op, <laughs> pretty good co-op as well. So it definitely could go, you know, it could go uh, with the multi multiplayer. Yeah. Well. And Stardew Valley, it is, yeah. it's good co-op. Yep. But I think if you're alone on a desert island with other people, you should probably be actually farming. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Although, maybe giving Valley. you some tips and ideas on how to survive. So you never know. That could be good. All right. Living off the land. <laughs> there it is. Yes, watching Living Off the Land. And your, the uh... queen of sauce. Room yes. through the trash cans. <laughs> Look. Yes. Look for diamonds and bread in the trash cans. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Always go down to the beach, collect whatever washes up. I mean, there's a lot of lessons here we can And learn. try to sell shells mm-hmm. and other yep. things in, in a bin. If you find stuff, yeah, just put them in a just random bin. put them in a bin and, and wait for your money and wait for a payout. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. These are life lessons, folks. Life <laughs> lessons. All right. Dougie, hit us with your last one. What, what What's the last game you're bringing? Okay. I was hemming and hawing about this a little bit. Um, so I was thinking maybe I should put on some super long, like, open world game, like a Skyrim or The Witcher, GTA, an Ubisoft game, you know, like mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. They get so boring for me so fast because the mm. whole game is you running from, like, checkpoint to checkpoint on that you're just like in the assassin's creed games you're just literally running like you're running across like the countryside to go to the next like tower you gotta come it's so boring yeah and then you're just you're just trying to clear that map like you oh i made icons appear on the map i'm trying to get the icons off the map and that skyrim is the same way so i didn't pick any of those what i ended up picking which is nostalgic for me and it's a tie between 
a few of them. It's uh, the old school Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. So specifically, either two, three, or four. And I haven't mm. played them in like probably over a decade at this point. I did get the remaster of like one and two that came out a year or two ago. And I played mm-hmm. around with that for a little bit and had a good time. But I have a feeling where if I was in a situation stuck on a desert island and I had like one of them, either Tony Hawk 2, 3, or 4 in front of me, I would play it forever and ever and ever and not get sick of it because that's what I did when I was in high school. So, couple, there's a lot of bonus things I can think about having that. Number yeah. one, Scott, high skill ceiling. Scott's not dead. Right. High, yeah. high skill ceiling. <laughs> and of course, then the, the soundtrack for sure. Because right. yeah. as we all know, Scott's yeah. not dead. Yeah. So it's really it's, and then there's uh, the the skate park editor in those two, which I used a mm. lot. Yep. Like when I was playing the game, it's something people I don't really think remember about it too much now, or or I guess I had know, forgotten considered. But yeah, there's like a skate park yep. editor. I think in all of them, two, three, and four. Um, four I think is the longest because like it had the biggest maps, so maybe that might be the most pragmatic of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but. They are all like tied for me because I just cumulatively, I think between all of them, again, thousands of hours I've like sunk into those games. So, yeah, awesome. All right, awesome, awesome pick. All right, M, what's the last game on your list? Okay, well, I know I have a lot of things to say about this franchise. <laughs> Let's just say over the last few years, it's been somewhat of a complicated history. However, over the years, this is the game that I've played the most. This is the game that has, I think, helped me the most mentally. Mm -hmm. And it is both number one on my list for alone on a desert island or in a lost situation with other people because I would have to remove myself from the situation at times to collect myself mentally. Oh, yeah. And that game is Animal Crossing New Leaf. Because... What what makes that one stand out over all the other Animal Crossings? Because as we all know, there's been so many different entries over the years. Um, What what makes New Leaf stand out over others? I think... New Leaf out of everything. I remember... I was so excited about City Folk mm-hmm. uh, just because of the shops. But how you could upgrade everything. You were mm-hmm. the mayor. You had mm. so much civic responsibility. And, you know, you got to upgrade Nook's Cranny to a department store. You got Club LOL. Every vendor, every character that came as a vendor got their own, like, store, which doesn't happen in New Mm -hmm. Horizons. No, it doesn't. They're just just walking around from time to time. You have... They just have, like, a little backpack. Like, Brewster... Or a blanket. Like, the Roost is its own coffee house. Mm -hmm. And you get to be the barista... Tortimer has his his island that he's retired to and you get to go there and it is just such a calming experience. I remember I would fall asleep 
trying to like go diving on Tortimer's Island. And if you mm. leave your character on the island, you get severely sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I think what would help, like help the most mentally mm-hmm. because New Leaf is in real time. So you would play every day and there's something different going on every single day. So there would be something to look forward to. That is an awesome selection. I love that reasoning. So it's it's not... And I, I still love New Leaf. And they added a little bit for New Horizons, but for people like me who loved New Leaf and played it religiously, there wasn't an interest in terraforming. Right, right. I was waiting for new events. I was waiting for, like, we had, like, they added, um, like, the the camping, and that mm. was so much fun. And it was really great because they added a 3DS inside of your house, and you could use your Amiibo cards and play mini-games. Yes. So it's a game inside of a game. New Leaf is just, it's really the best Animal Crossing game. And I waited so long for New Horizons, and I feel like it was such a letdown. Yeah, I, I, I can, I, I know that you've shared that quite a bit, and I can totally see that. Because even where, you know, obviously the graphics, it looks beautiful, it, things like that. It is, it, it's it's a very visually stunning game, but New Leaf is has such like a sentimental place. Right, right. Uh, and I think for people like me, it mm-hmm. that that you know you're anxious and you're you're an anxious you were an anxious teenager and you're now an anxious adult. Animal Crossing New Leaf is the perfect game. It's a game. It just uh, it, it hits differently, like the the kids say. It's a <laughs> yeah, it's a game about helping, like yep. And and you're not asking for anything in return. No. Just no. just to have like a nice town and to be nice to people. So Animal Crossing New Leaf it gives a sense of calm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an Animal Crossing New Leaf Special Edition 3DS. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. That was that is a great one. That was yep. that was repaired for me over the pandemic. Thank you. <laughs> yes, no problem. I remember picking it up and uh and doing that project. I have never been more careful with a a repair project than I was with that repair project. I was so meticulous and so careful because I didn't want to mess anything up for you. Um, but that was So I was very happy. I I love that game, and I think if I were alone on a desert island, that that would give me something to look forward to every single day. That is awesome. Awesome, awesome. And what is your last pick? So my last pick is one that I have talked about a lot over the last few weeks, and that is Into the Breach. Um, I absolutely adore, you know, I like tactics games quite a bit, um, but Into the Breach for me it is just such a special entry. Um, 
and we talked about replayability and the, uh, the different levels and maps are procedurally generated. So you're not going to see the exact same map with the exact same arrangement of mountains and water or pools of acid or other things. And so many different objectives, uh, the little variations there, lots of different ability levels, all the different squads that all play differently that you may or may not have different equipment that you might find along the way. So every playthrough is a little bit different. I just feel like there's so it has such great replay value for that. You know, I've, I've played a lot of other tactics games over the years. Um, XCOM games. I've played, um, uh, I've played games, uh, like uh, the Advance Wars series uh, of games, those have been fun. But all of those are really story-based, and you play through that story, you play through some missions, and, and there is some variety, don't get me wrong, I do love those games. But they don't have the same sort of compact run-like feel. It's almost... You kind of know what's going to happen after the story Yeah, ends. it's almost a little like roguelike in that way where you're going through and each playthrough is a little bit different, a little bit unique, but it, it's a, a finite run that you're going to try to play through. You're going to try to save the world in this timeline. And um, even with all the hours that I have into it, even on normal, I'm not someone at this point who has mastered it, uh, there is a new mode even now uh, that's literally one click beyond hard mode. It's I think it's just called unfair mode. Unfair <laughs> mode. Yes. So like, if you really want to push yourself and challenge yourself, they're making it. They're making it available for you. So uh, I have loved this new DLC that they've come out with. It has only enhanced what already was a masterpiece, uh, in my opinion. So. Into the Breach would just... I don't know if it's just me right now uh, and it might change. We'll, but ask, we'll ask again in a year and see. Yeah, maybe see we'll check games. back in see if our games have changed. But My games probably um, will stay relatively the same. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it has been... Into the Breach has just been phenomenal and, um, and I think it would have a lot of replay value. You know, again, there's a lot of games that I love, but uh, I, I would try... The way I approached it was trying to think of games that would have enough replay value where if I was super limited on my options, would I want to keep coming back to the game? And uh, I think Into the Breach uh, into the breach fits the bill. Because it's like Pokemon. I love Pokemon. But once you're done with Pokemon, it. it's... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's once somewhat limited. So once you... again, I... <laughs> yes, got to catch them well, all. Once you kind of have that, to wait what? a long yeah. time until you've forgotten the storyline and then you can yes. replay it. Yes. It's right. great. You're like, oh, Pokemon Yellow's getting a remaster. I'll play it again because I played it when I was, you know, sure when it was on <laughs> the Game Boy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Awesome. So, M, if people want to tell us about their Desert Island games, how can they reach out to us? On Instagram, we are friends are far out. On Twitter, we're FAFOPod. That's F as in Frank, A as in Apple, F as in Frank, O as in Olive, and Pod as in Podcast. On Reddit, where friends are far out, I'll post something if you come and talk to me. Yeah, that's a, this is a great topic to yeah. talk about on Reddit. On the web, where friends are far out.com, you can send us an email and tell us 
what games that you what what are your desert island games uh friends are far out at gmail.com on facebook where friends are far out and maybe sometime when we find the time <laughs> we'll be on twitch and play those desert island games <laughs> yep there it is awesome all right well dougie thank you so much for joining us yes thanks dougie. for having me thank you so much for coming from so far away to join us yes you fought through all the traffic and you made it on time from the desert island yeah from, yes from the <laughs> yes. desert island all right well this has been another episode of the friends are far out podcast thank you so much for joining us I'm your host, Jay. And I'm M. Please remember that if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. That can really help us out. Also, tell a friend about the show, because as the name implies, friends are far out. Thanks for listening from wherever you are, whether it be your home, your car, or perhaps even a desert island. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.